Other days it just ain't working The good, the bad, the right, the wrong And everything in between Yo, it's crazy, amazing We can turn our hearts through the words we say Mountains crumble with every syllable Broken, live or die So speak life She can get into a 
routine and you know you, you can pretty much you know get her situated and everything but uh for some reason that is not the case these last couple of days i know yesterday she was unusually fussy uh she fell asleep mm-hmm. in the car which she hasn't done in a while but you know because her daycare is only about 10 minutes from home and uh probably the last month or probably about the last month or so you know, she stays up the entire ride home, the, the entire 10 minutes, and then she'll play until about 7.30 or so, and she's ready to eat, and then she starts to wind down. Uh, that has not been the case. <laughs> uh, now she's back to falling asleep in the car. She'll sleep for about 30 minutes to an hour, and then she wakes up, and it is ongoing from there. And very fussy, and uh, yeah, yeah, it is on from there. So uh, <laughs> we shall see. But she, but she goes through these spurts. She she's more like a uh, uh, I don't know. She she instead of you know establishing a routine and just staying there. Those of you who are parents uh, can probably attest to this. Um, instead of like establishing a routine and just you know, sticking to it, you know, babies just change all the time. And so it's hard to get used to one thing with her because the moment we think, you know, she has settled in, uh, she, she changes on us. But, uh, but it's been, it's been I think good. it's because they are continuously learning so much and, and um, like they just, even even with Consali, just we were talking about that today. You know, the the saying the bye bye, and and um, she actually was standing up and got so excited. And I did tell her, I said, "You guys, that's a bit soon." <laughs> and she was so tickled. I guess she was so excited about it. So they showed me the video, but she's uh, like getting into that phase of remembering people. You can tell because like people that. She doesn't know. She's cried with a few, you know, just a few. Like she's just like, I don't know you. Basically, she has that look like, I don't know you. <laughs> this is not familiar <laughs> and things like that. So I think that they're just growing and and learning things. And so, and then she's getting close to nine months. She's getting close to that that walking stage and gonna be, um, you know, doing some other stuff. Y'all gonna be really running around then. <laughs> oh, it, 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 let me tell you, it is non-stop. It is non-stop. I mean, the the and and usually, um, you know, like I always like drop Nadia off, pick her up, and so, you know, we're usually here about a good you know hour or so, uh, about thirty minutes to an hour. Just depends on when Tamari gets to leave work, and it is just non-stop with her. Like, I know once I pick her up and we get home, I know that it is just nonstop. And so tonight, you know, Tamari has kind of had her because Tamari worked a little bit later today. And so she's just had her until, like, you know, since she's been home. And she's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I was like, yeah, this is us every day. (laughs) This is is how much energy I have to use every day, like, with her because, you know, you like we haven't set up like you know a wall or anything like you know we kind of just let her play but at the same time keep an eye on her and it's like oh my god oh jesus <laughs> because <laughs> she is just that busy and like 
And like Zali, you know, Nadia has been doing things ahead of schedule or, you know, before most babies do them. So it's like, you know, that adds a whole other dimension to it when you're like, oh, my God, like, you shouldn't be doing this right. <laughs> um, but she's a lot of fun, but she's also a lot of work um, and a lot of <laughs> energy. Um, but wouldn't trade it in for the world. Now, Tammy, while you were talking, I thought of something, and I want to get your your thoughts on this. <laughs> Why do you, and, and I may ask two questions here. Why do you think we as adults have such a hard time adjusting and adapting to change like babies do? And where do you think we would be if we were so free and so fearless? You know what? This is too much because I was thinking the same question, but I was thinking more on the line of how it says we are to be babies, you know, uh, babies, you know, like babies when it comes to our spiritual life. And I, and I just, and that's what I was mm-hmm. thinking about because babies are in their natural state. Like this is before, this is, I think when, um, this is before the domestication and all of the, the um, dysfunction of parents are put upon them. And, and not saying that you guys are dysfunctional, but I'm just saying like we, you, you see a lot of times, I know I realized it late if I could if if I could have a do over with Brandon, I would do so many things differently. I mean, so many. Um and they would probably hurt 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 him for a minute, but there would be things that I feel like they're they are necessary. So I think children are just in that stage of learning. Like they say they're sponges and we're not sponges because we hold on to because once you know something then something else comes with that that knowing, um, and I think children they 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 begin to know, but they don't understand what that knowing is. You know what I'm saying? Like they are not able to process yeah. it in a sense, in the way in which we process it and dissect it and then try to change it. And and so as we grow, we lose a sense. Some of us lose a sense of that of that freedom living. I guess if I had a word for it. Um, so I just I think life would be wow so much better for us if we if we went back if we just became unlearned on some things and more accepting of life as it comes to us and as it is because really we cannot do anything about it we we cannot do anything about how life uh, responds to us um, the yeah. things that happen you know. We we just can't, but but we sure do try to control many many things. I think we said last week on the show, uh, Rodney, that not all babies walk at the same time, but they're still babies. Like there, you could you can take. There's probably no telling how many kids were born on this day, the same day, same same month, same day, same year as Nadia and Katali, but their growing stage is going to be different. But they're not, at this age, they're not noticing um, their differences. And so I think that's another thing. Mm -hmm. However, I've seen little girls, I've also talked about it on on this show, with with, uh, Brooklyn and uh, Nicole, my neighbor's little girl who used to stay next to me, they were the 
same they are the same age and they got to a point where they started to battle or just did compete for my attention. No one want they didn't one didn't want me to do more with the other or she found out I went to get Brooklyn, you know, or why didn't you get me and or why does she have to come? It was at that age and I started to see it and I was thinking, Wow Well when they're babies, when they're one, two and, and three, you know, before they get all this stuff they they want everybody to come, you know. Let's just go have fun. Yeah. So um, I think we'd be much happier people, um, less stress and so forth. So I just think it becomes difficult because we put so much um, emphasis on things and definitions and shoulda, woulda, couldas and how it should be and how it would have been if this and in spite of all that, it is what it is. And you can't change what is. You can't change what already is. You just certainly can't. So, and I think we 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 try even to our demise. So, but I was thinking the same thing. Boy, if we could be, if we could be like these babies, you know. <laughs> so, I'm right there with. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. But and at the same time, buddy, they have, like, they're so vulnerable, and they don't know it. They can't they can't feed themselves, so they're at a at a vulnerable stage. But look how happy they are, you know. Someone has to feed them, and you know they 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 let you know when they're hungry and and wet and all of that through their crying. Um, but they're just they're vulnerable and they have no clue. Like they just I remember uh, couples, and I think I shared this as well one time. These babies were. It was two, a boy and a girl, and they were actually homeless, and they were just the happiest kids. Like, they didn't know that they were homeless. They had no idea, no idea, Mm. you know. And so, and they were just the happiest two little kids. I think they were like five, maybe, and two, but they were just like, yeah, well, okay. And and when I say homeless, they were literally on the streets. Um, So... It was uh and they, they, Tammy, you made me you made me think of something else. You made me think of something else, Tammy. Their strength is our weakness. And mm. our strength is their weakness. Now imagine if we could put the two together. And I don't mean putting us together with babies, but think in terms of the body of Christ. And there's either, uh, you know, there are a couple of scriptures um, that kind of, you know, talk about it. But imagine if we could take what the younger people have and combining it with what the older people have, meaning the younger people tend to have the strength. The older people usually have the wisdom. Now, what if we put the strength of the youth and the wisdom of the older people together? Hmm. We we have, and, and, and not to get too far off topic, but we talked about this last You're week. right on topic. Mm-hmm. What if we got outside of ourselves as young and old, 
or in between. But what if we got outside of ourselves and say, you know what, instead of me judging you, because you may not be as wise as I am, because you don't have the experience that I have, but let me take what I've learned and apply it to what you can do. And instead of you judging me, because I may not be as strong as you are, because I've gotten a little bit older, and I don't move as fast, I'm not as strong, and you not judge me, and instead we find out what we're good at, and put that together, and then figure out where we still might be vulnerable so that the enemy cannot attack us or defeat us. If we ever get outside of who we are, I can't even imagine where we will be as a society or as a people. Because I think it's limitless. But well, I have it a would question take for us. You. Yes, ma'am. Why why do you why do you think we are we're in this um how can I say this? What do you think makes people so and I don't know if the right word is into themselves or so caught up with this sense of perfection to where um they're not able to see and appreciate, because I think maybe they see, maybe appreciate our differences rather than see them as a threat to their journey or whom they are. So I guess what, what, how do you, why do you think that we've gotten to a point where people are like, we'll, we'll, we'll kill you over a parking space that that's not even theirs. <laughs> like it's a parking space in a, at, at a. That, that would just take it, that would go there over a parking space. Why do you think we're there at, in this time, at this time and day? Well, there's a scripture, um, and, I, and I'll be happy to find it, that says, even when I do good, evil is present. So there's a very thin line between good and evil, um, hate and love, but I think we are so um, obsessed with being right or looking good or sounding good that it takes precedence over what actually is right or what actually is good. It's all about how we look to people who don't even care anything about us. We live in a time now where social media controls everything. Controls everything. And how people view us means everything. There's no substance there. It's almost like We'd have we we'd rather be eating steak, even if there's no seasoning. Just to say, I ate steak today. 
doesn't matter that there's no seasoning. It's just a bland steak. But nobody knows what's in the steak or nobody knows how it tastes. People only know what I'm eating. So as long as it looks good on the surface, nothing else matters. And so I think that's why we get so caught up in things that have no value. Things that have no substance. And Hmm. until we get to a point where it's about what's in us, what's in our hearts, what only I know and God knows, we're going to have this struggle. People don't People don't focus enough on the things that only they know and God know. Because, see, there's no public praise for those secret things. There's no public, you know, uh, there's no publicity. There's no attention. If only I know and God knows how much money I gave in the offering, you know, what am I going to get from the people? Like nobody knows that I did that. So I got to, I got to let everybody know, Hey, I did that. But even in the Bible, it talks about how what you do in secret, you'll be rewarded openly anyway. But we miss those scriptures. Because it's not fast enough. It's not quick enough. And so until we get to the point where we can step outside of those things, they're going to draw so much attention. We're going to continue to have this struggle. You just made me think of something that um, I'm sure, and and, and I'm, I'm going to share this. But, okay, let me just say it first, and then I'll explain. Okay, you are, we're, you're familiar with the movie um, White Men Can't Jump. You remember that movie? Yes. Okay, so um, a few weeks ago, I watched the movie, and for the first time, I heard, or maybe my, I, I, I don't know, but I heard... Um, the white guy say to the black guy, and I'm not sure, I know it was Wesley Snipes, is a black guy, right? So, mm, okay, yep. so I heard the white guy tell Wesley that uh, you people would rather look good and finish last. And we are okay with basically looking bad and finishing first. And so, mm. when, as you, and I, I remember thinking, whoa, it's I don't remember seeing that, and I watched this movie over and over and over again. So I watched it again just so I could get, because that's really, I mean, it's really, really deep. Um, And so take away the color. Take away the color. I believe this is where we are today. People are so caught up in how they look and how it looks, regardless of the reality of 
the story. So it's like yeah. we do not want to deal with the truth. We've gotten so, and even and those who who um, chase the truth because because that's how things are resolved. That's how we get over and through things. But we have mm-hmm. become accustomed to just being mediocre and only dealing with it enough. Um, and, and oddly enough, you guys, I've, I, I had this, I had a, a and I don't even think I'm going to share that tonight, but next Tuesday I will for sure. But I had uh, a situation at work that I confronted. I was just so over it. And I waited far, and I told them I've waited far too long. That's, that, that's, that's not, not me. I gave, I gave so many chances. And so because I did, now some people are just, you know, they're just fed up, you know. Um, um, the snitch, no, because I addressed what, what was an issue for me, <laughs> period. Oh, I addressed Lord. what was an issue for me, what was keeping me from doing my job. Now, if you're okay with it, cool, sit your blank down and be quiet. But I am in the business of making people uncomfortable. And that's exactly what I sat there and thought, you know what? This is my new business. My business is to make you uncomfortable. And why? Because I'm making myself uncomfortable in so many ways. But those are those are ways that are necessary for me to be able to grow, grow beyond what I ever could imagine, grow beyond um, and, and even the way that um, you look at people changes for me. Like the way that I look at people, I mean, has totally changed. And I didn't realize at at, at that time or at a certain time how judgmental I was. I, I didn't realize how um, how caught up with with how caught up I was with. Um, I guess wanting people to be a certain way at a certain time in their life. I just did not realize how some of my stuff, I just did not realize some of my stuff until I really turned that mirror inward. And I, I, I people are so afraid to look in that mirror Um. I really want to say something, cause something else, but because cause sometimes, Rodney, you have to say some words to get some people's attention. But you know, <laughs> some people don't believe that. You will, that not, be, that you will not be judged by me. <laughs> you, you know, yeah, okay. Let me just, you know, this this is how, and I'm I'm a kind of because I don't know if babies are listening, but I, I I had this thought that people's head is so far up their own blank that they. Can't then, but yet they still cannot smell their blank. So y'all fill in the blank. Get it? People's head is so far uh, up their own ass <laughs> that they, but they cannot uh, smell uh, their. <laughs> this, this is where you, this is where you need Trent to fill in the blank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, because Trent would just say it. Oh no, and I usually would, but tonight for some reason maybe somebody's listening to that that be like, hey. But you, but you get what I said, though, right? So that's what I'm saying. Sometimes you have to say it like that for people to see themselves. 
And so um, I just say, you know, come out because it does. It does. It, It thinks. It thinks. And so, but I think until we realize that, we're never really free to the point where we're able able to experience God. And then allow yourself that same, um, what's the word for it, compassion. Have that same compassion Mm -hmm. for yourself. Like those same things that we put upon people, we, if we really dug deep, we'd realize that we're able to do that because we still live in, in bondage. You know, I heard um, the song, I think her last name is Cobb, where uh, he knows my name. And that I think that's the song, but she talked about being gracefully broken. Gracefully broken. And aren't we all? And, and, and maybe in different areas, but gracefully broken. That is powerful. And if you realize that you are, then that's where the grace for others come in, the same grace that God has for us. That's when you start to want to pour that upon others and allow people to be people, allow people to work through their own stuff in their own time. Now, does that mean that we always have to get caught up in it? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I was having a, a, a powerful conversation right now with the, one of the ladies who came down, um, I think from Chicago, to this the women's conference. And she and I connected for the first time since then today. And it was supposed to be just a 15-minute conversation. Well, it turned into see, 930, an hour and about 35 minutes. And we were talking about um, – so many things, but we, we were talking about how we just, we beat each other down and rather than, because mm-hmm. what what she wanted to talk about, which was totally, totally, totally took me by, took me by surprise, I guess I would say. She wanted to know, what can I do to help you? What can I help do to help your business grow? Um, and she listened, and then she gave me some um, power, she, some powerful suggestions, and more importantly, some of the things that she said to me were confirmations of things that I have had in the making or should have had on some of them as well. So it was just through that conversation, and it was powerful to hear somebody call and not want anything, but more more so, what can I do? Is it anything I can do to help your business? Um and and things like that. So that was powerful. And at the same time, we because it's what we kind of do the kind of the same thing in motivational stuff. Um, hers is you know more toward bullying and basically when the bully is you. What do you do when you are the bully? Re, you know, realizing that. But it's kind of on the same line um, of, of the thought process of just transformation and change and and finding out who you are. So. I think, like you said earlier, especially about the babies, if we if we realized that our differences are what make us better, and if you think about mm-hmm. it as it relates to the body of Christ, um, you got the head, you have your arms, you have your legs, you have your feet, but it's all part of our bodies. So if but if I lose my hand, I'm gonna feel that loss. 
I want to feel that mm-hmm. I, my hand is not there, and it's 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 not any different. And it goes back to what I was saying um, a while back from from speaking at that that church when I told them if you are a if I slap you with my hand, you're gonna be you're gonna be pissed off, you're gonna be upset. But if I slap you with my foot, you're gonna be pissed off, but you're gonna be more shocked because that's not what we typically do with a foot. Might kick you, but if I slap, if I take my foot up to your face and slap you with it, you're gonna be so shocked, angry too. But I think the the instant response is more shocked because I can't believe you you just slapped me with your foot. And so we are out of order. We want to be the full body of Christ, whereas your gift, your gift may be just being that hand. But as that hand, you need you need the arm that's connected to it, the elbow, to be able to bend that arm. And we forget. We forget that God made us all different. He gave us, you know, even even with patience and faith. Bible talks about that. How we we were we we're all you might you might be good and because I know I'm I'm bad right now with patience and I realize it. Like I'm I'm running on low. Like I have no patience for some things and I just don't. And that that's just the way it is. I'm accepting of it. I don't think I've always been that way, but right now that's my season. I'm not operating in the season of patience. And so does that mean I'm 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 off? You know, or um it's all bad? Absolutely not. This is just my season of growing in that area. So I just think we forget. We forget number one, that we weren't always where we are right now. And just because we are doesn't mean we're not lacking in another area where that same person that we're looking at and judging may be strong in. But we're so focused on me, 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 oh, and you're not here, you're not doing this yet, you're not made it here, you don't have this, then something's wrong But with that person. But at the end of the day, we have nothing. We have nothing. Because this could, this could all be gone at the blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. So it's just it, it it really it really goes back to looking inward, and once I think once we start to look inward, we stop looking outward, especially as it relates to judging people. Just let them do what just just do what you do, and and there are consequences. Just do what you do. Back over to you, Ryan. Sammy, when the Bible talks about judging. Um, whether it be in Romans or I know it talks about it in the Gospels. When the Bible talks about judging, I think we forget that judging, um, even though it may always be used in a negative sense, judging can be good or bad. Mm-hmm. For example, um, in fact, let me back up. So, uh, uh, one of my pastors, former pastors down in Norfolk where I grew up, he used to always say a judge is a person that makes a decision on a situation that has yet to be determined. That's a judge. And so he used to say that if it is if it has been determined, you're not judging. 
But if if a judge is a person who makes a decision on something that hasn't been determined, then it is not your responsibility to decide whether somebody is guilty or not guilty. It is not your position to even say, hey, this person is free from all wrongdoing. That's not your job. And I know a lot of times, again, we look at judging as a negative thing. Like, you know, we we, we look at judging and we say, ooh, like, you know, well, you don't know that person's situation, so don't judge. You know, if they are, you know, doing something wrong in order to earn money, don't judge them, right? But mm-hmm. when people when people pass away, what is the first thing we do? We automatically put them in heaven. Mm-hmm. We've made a determination that they are going to have, and we always say, you know, that the person is now with the Lord or the person is now in heaven or, you know, we, we make some sort of reference, but you don't know where they are. And if you're struggling with with that, Think about the story of the rich man and the poor man, or the rich man and Lazarus, and how when the rich man died, it said he went to paradise. Uh, no, it said he went to hell. And it said that's where he lifted up his eyes and he could see, you know, across the, across the, I, I forgot what, what word they used, but anyway, can't remember if he said he saw Abraham or not, uh, or whoever it was. But he asked if he could go back and tell, you know, his friends and his relatives, you know, that this is real. And the Lord said no. Because if you didn't believe it, why should they? So we don't know. But we are quick in certain situations to to even judge in a good way. But we don't know. And that may be a hard thing for us to grasp, but we don't know. The only thing that we can do is focus on us. Be that light. If you want to help somebody, be a light for them. If you want to warn somebody, let your light shine. Let your life speak for you. Because people will want Ignore you, even if what you're saying is powerful, even if what you're saying is good, even if what you're saying is right, people will ignore you. Or people will hear what you say and not yield. 
they'll hear what you're saying. Ooh, that sounds good. That sounds right. And then they'll go and repeat their same negative behaviors from before. Because it sounds good what you're saying. And they can know that you're right, but can't break away from the stronghold or those dominant powers that have overtaken them. And so we wonder why people can't break free. We we talk about that a lot on, on this show. But people can't let loose or break free because sometimes they just don't want to. Or sometimes they know the truth or they know how to break free. But when they measure, well, do I want to break free or do I want to have to listen to this person over here? And because they don't know how to deal with this person over here, they choose the wrong path. We have to learn to free ourselves first and then instead of trying to force people, who was it, Tammy? Was it Harriet Tubman, I think it was, that said she could, she, uh, you know, a lot a lot more people could have been freed if they knew oh, they yeah. were, if they knew they yeah. were bound. If they knew they were, right, yeah. Yeah, I believe that's who that was. But they... Yeah, but 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 even in their mind, they it hadn't even like they haven't even grasped the concept that they were bound. So why would they seek freedom? In their mind, they were they were not oppressed, and I'm going to say this time, and I want to turn back over to you. But a lot of times. We, we we spend so much time focusing on other people, worrying about other people, that we lose sight of ourselves. But not only that, we lose the other person too. Because you can't help somebody that don't want to be helped or that doesn't realize they need help. So the best thing that you can do, and I know that we have some good hearts and that we want everybody, especially when when we learn something new, when we figure something out or when it's like, ooh, the light bulb just came on. We want everybody to have that experience. But truth be told, not everybody will. And if they do, it doesn't mean that they'll have it when you have it. So just learn to accept things for what they are. But the key is free yourself and allow God to do a work in you that others can see and will want the same thing. Tammy, back over to you. 
Rodney, you that's that's the whole point of it all. And I'll read seven. Um and and here in my Bible it says glorify God together. And number seven verse seven is therefore receive one another just as Christ also received us to the glory of God. And I'll go ahead with eight. Now I say that Jesus Christ has become a servant to the circumcision for the truth of God to confirm the promises made to the fathers. And then lastly, uh, verse nine, and that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy as it is written. So really what we we who consider ourselves strong. So if you, if first, I guess that's, that's a question to ask yourself. Do you consider yourself weak or strong as it relates to your faith, your life, your walk? Um, and, it, and it could really be at this time in your life. Where are you at this time in your life? And let me say this. There is no wrong answer for this because you may, you may consider yourself weak, in this time or or in this season of your life, and why? Because God is doing something in our lives. When, when we are most moved and disturbed or feeling some kind of way, um, I, I truly believe that if we will allow the process, that once we get on the other side, there is some freedom. Now, does it take away from the trial, the tribulation, um, the discomfort, absolutely not. Absolutely not. But but we must be willing to suffer or to endure those growing pains. And so it's, 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 it's realizing or asking yourself, what do I want out of this? Do I really want to experience God? And, and, and if so, what does that, what does that um, look like for me? Not for Tammy, not for Rodney, not for your your spouse, but what does that look like for me? How does it support your gifts, your gifts of the spirit? Like, what, what, and and do you do we know that? Because so often, again, right, I think we get so caught up in some and confused in trying to be all of the whole body and work and work alone. Like like you can you can you can do the the handstand walk or whatever, but someone who you someone who is using their feet and legs are, are more than likely going to going to beat you out there. So so far you can go mm. upside down walking on your walking on your arms, and so we we are losing the battle because we are fighting the wrong fighting using the wrong um, equipment for the battle. You may be that arm and you're trying to fight with the leg or the entire body. And sometimes we just have to let go and real and, and, and focus on our gifts and focus on what's what's the why. What is your why? And here it clearly tells us to the glory of God. And so basically it's 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 telling those of us who who see ourselves as Stronger, and I and I I want to put focus on that. Look at yourself as stronger in 
the area that God has created you to be strong in, period. So it doesn't mean we are weak or strong. It just means in this area, you 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 are more seasoned. Your gift, this is part of your gift. I hope that one day I grow in my patience. And then there's also balance in it all. Now, are we going to always be able to 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 be this way with everyone? Absolutely not. There's there's where the compassion for yourself comes in. There's there's where you ask God for more, for more of those things that that test my faith and my hope in this area, my endurance in this area. I want to read a little section of um, kind of a uh, just a little commentary for Romans 15, and it says Christian liberty was allowed not for our pleasure, but for the glory of God and the good of others. We must please our neighbor for the good of his soul, not by serving his wicked will. And there, it just it just means that because um, some people hear what we're saying right now and they'll think, oh, you're supposed to always um, give in. And that doesn't mean you leave out the truth, and that we have to call people out um, according to their strengths, their weaknesses. But more importantly, the word of God. So you do, we do deal with each other. So it says, not by serving his wicked will and humoring him in a sinful way. If we thus seek to please men, we are not the servants of Christ. Christ's whole life was self-denying, self-displeasing life, uh, was a self-denying, self-displeasing life. And he is the most advanced Christian who is the most conformed to Christ, considering his spotless purity and holiness nothing could be more contrary to him than to be made than to be made sin and a curse for us and to have the reproaches of God fall upon him the just for the unjust he bore the guilt of sin and the curse for it we are only called to bear a little of the trouble of it he bore the presumptuous sins of the wicked. We are called only to bear the failings of the weak. So if 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 all that happens, shouldn't we be a little bit linear on those who are weak in the areas that we are strong? And I think that's what it when we begin to compare and judge, it's it's at a place where we think we are mightier there. We we we've come to our place in this area. Um, but again, just as so, there's going to be some places where you have not quite mastered, and that person that you're looking upon has. So the the strong and the weak it balances out. If we allow people to be strong. And accept and accepting of that strength, rather than envy of it, uh, feeling envious about it, or um, talking about it, because we won't valid. Sometimes it's hard for us to validate someone's strength in an area that we are we are weak in as well. So it's not just on those people who are strong in a certain area. The ones who are weak, you have a certain responsibility to accept 
someone's gift in another area without feeling like you are beneath them or you are less worthy. So we both bear that burden, I feel, that we both have a responsibility to each other and and to bring glory to God. So that, like you said, Rodney, so what people see um, is God. Because I know for a long time, I, I'm thinking, I don't even know why, 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 why some people, and and that's that you might say, well, Tammy, you're judging. That's where I was at that that time. I, it didn't make me want, not everybody, but there were some people they just didn't didn't make nothing about their life made me want to seek God more. And then there's some people that inspired me so much so that. I mean, they were keepers. And Ronnie, before I turn it back over to you, I was thinking about something today, and then we can we can certainly work to start bringing it to a close. But I was thinking about something today. I'm working on a project, and um, I was thinking about the trying to just. I was contemplating about the difference in young our young generation today, and it took me back to a time where, when I was young, I I heard constantly that you know, not to cut your hair, that your hair is your glory. And I I believed that to, I mean, I believe that to the point of, and, and not really at that age understanding what what God's glory was. I just, I just knew about a God and that there was mm-hmm. a God, you know, from growing up. And then more importantly, because the people who would tell, who told us this, they were our elders. So it was like, okay, then I'm not going to cut my hair. So it was, and I thought, about, I thought about this, you guys. I was in the ninth grade still with, this is so funny, I would, and I was on a dance team. I would not shave the legs on my, my, my legs, the hair on my legs. I didn't shave. Nor and and I was a grown woman before I ever shaved the hair on my legs, and it was all because your hair is your glory. And when when I when I was on a dance team in in, in high school, ninth grade, and all that, I did not shave hair up under my arms. I would be out there dancing, and all, and and Lord have mercy, I could just see this now. And people were like, "Why don't you shave under your arm?" And I'm like, "I'm not shaving up on my arm." But but what and and the why was because I had a reverence. For whatever that glory meant, whatever it was that would attach me to this God that I really didn't know anything about. I had just heard and seen through going to church, but more so to my elders. And and it brought me back to one thing that is missing with our young people. They will not accept most of them. You can tell them the something, the smallest little thing, a suggestion of a better way to do this. Why? Because we've been there, done that in this area. They will be offended. Like they would rather say, oh, I know, I know, I got it. You see this sense of just, and that's so sad. That is so sad because you only know where it's going to go. And so it's like some things you don't have to experience. I think the, the the smart man is one who learns from someone else's experiences. So if I tell mm-hmm. you the building is on fire, why would you go in to see? Why? 
what is it that you need to see with this fire? Because if someone's not in there that you're going to save, why? And so the same with life experiences. There are people who have been through what they see you about to go through. Or there, there are people that have did some things that you are preparing to do, and they may just can share with you how they did it. And But you can take that and you can perfect it, but at least be open to receiving it without taking it so personal. Because it's okay if you don't know. There was a time where that person who may be sharing with you, there could have been a time where he or she did not know. But they allowed themselves to be taught. They listened. And I think that's one major thing with our young, and, and, and I can't put it all on young people because you, we got some old people who are just like that. But I do see just a sense of pure rebellion with the smallest things. And many of our, our young people, like the 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 ability to accept um, instruction, direction. Whereas we we loved, I loved listening listening to my granddaddy's story, even if I laughed sometimes, and even we talked about him after he got up and went in the house. We heard them, we heard the stories, so we got this vision, even if we didn't get to experience it we got a we had a vision of the experience that we were able to learn from so i think that's why we have a lot of weak people running around today um and not just spiritually that just weak individuals not able to move past themselves or their own self-identity false identity that they've created based on this world, what you need, what you should have, what you should should have done by this age, by this age. But like we said, not all babies walk at the same time. Not all of them poop at the same time just because they are a baby. And it's the same with us. It is the exact same with us. So free yourself tonight because that is the only way you will be able to do what chapter 15, verse 7 through, I think it's like 11 or 12 that we were going to discuss tonight. That is the only way is that you free yourself and make sure that you understand God's love for you, his grace, his mercy for you in spite of you, in spite of. Because there are some days, I mean, I'm like, if I was God, I I, I I don't know about you, Tammy. Seriously, for myself, like, I, I don't know. But thank God that I'm not. I thank God that I'm not. So, because, I, again, and that's, I don't know if I'd have patience with myself. Like, I'm over you. I'm, I'm just sick of this, this up and down, this around the world, and get off and get back on. I'm sick of it. But thank God we do not serve that kind of God. And so if we don't serve that kind of God, and that the the main thing about this is winning souls is allowing people to see God God's purpose his glory through us in the area that he has perfected us in to a degree because it has to come through him it has to be introduced to us through the holy spirit 
something we don't hear about anymore in spite of in spite of being told I'm going away but I will send you a comforter a keeper one who one who <laughs> tells it all to you straight like it is but we're so caught up we're so busy in ourselves we're, we we think that we're our own comforter we're our own keeper so we lose sight of that and we become what what we are becoming today or what we have become. So, Rodney, back over to you. Sammy, I think you you have said a a mouthful and uh I'm just going to read this little piece here and then uh I'm good. Um Okay. But verse 14 it says, and I myself also and persuaded of you, my brethren, that you also are, and there are three things here, and I think you kind of touched on all of them. It says, full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, and able also to admonish one another. And the word admonish um, has a couple different meanings, but they kind of wrapped around the same thing. It says, warn or reprimand someone formally. Uh, advise or urge someone or warn someone of something to be avoided. So these three things you have um, in you. And if I could just wrap up the things that we've talked about tonight, and I think they kind of tie into the previous shows that we've done too, Tammy. And that is... um, Number one, seek God. Number two, search your own heart. And number three, focus on growth and what you can do better and how you can improve. Where is the next level for you? Where is the next turn? For you, where do you go from here? And that is my challenge to everyone listening to this show. What is your next step? And how can you, instead of bringing anyone down or instead of uh, causing anyone to regress or look at themselves, what can you do to perfect what you're doing in order to make life better for you and for everyone else? And that's all I have, Tammy. Any final thoughts or announcements from you, Tammy? Um, no, I just I just challenge people to to let go and then live. Just let some stuff go. Give some things over to God and live. And I know trust me, I'm not telling you anything that I don't have to do myself. And so let go and live so that you can help people do the same. Stop being in captivity, like like you said, Rodney. 
a, a lot more could have been freed had they known that they were slaves. And I think that we mm-hmm. just become so accustomed to struggling and feeling certain ways and just being afraid to to move. Um, and sometimes, you guys, the, some of the best place, also although it is the most difficult place, is is the place of being able, being okay with risking it all, knowing that the reason you're doing it is to get all of you. Like because to gain it all and not have you, is is worse. It's to me, I think it is the absolute worst thing. You think about the people who have all these all this stuff, but when they lay down at night, they're miserable. To the point, some of them take their own lives, leaving millions behind. That's a that's a testimony or a testament right there that it's not about what you have. It's not about your checking account, your ride, your your due, your clothes. It's not about that. It's not. That is not enough. You cannot. You, you you cannot buy those things. You cannot buy your freedom. You cannot buy your peace. So that that would that is what I would leave people with. No announcements um, right now. Got some coming, um, and I'm excited about them, but not tonight. Sounds good to me. <laughs> Sounds good to me. And Tammy. Um, one last thing before we get off. I, I like how the show started um, a certain way and then just kind of went from there. I thought that was, I, I thought that was cool and how it was all relevant to um, what we've been talking about previously and how it, you know, fits today and how it might even be more important in the future. But I thought that was I thought that was interesting how we started and I don't even think that we intended to start the way that we started, you know, but just talking about babies got us going in a certain direction. And it was funny because we were so into the conversation and I just happened to look at the clock on my computer, and I was like, "Oh shoot, we halfway through the show." <laughs> I think it said it said nine twenty nine. I was like, "Oh man!" But I think it was uh, timely, and I think that it was right on key for where we needed to be tonight. Thank you, and we were we we were right where we were supposed to be. Supposed, supposed to, and that's what we're talking about. Just accepting life, not trying to. Don't fight it, because you won't win. Trust me, you will not win. <laughs> you will not win. <laughs> so, don't fight it. Don't fight it. Well, this has been another episode of the Butterfly Evolution Show. Tammy and I appreciate you guys tuning in, whether you're doing so live or whether you're listening to the archive show we definitely uh are grateful and appreciate your support we hope that you guys will be here uh next week same time same station 
Good night, everybody. I know.